This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello and welcome to Front Office Features. I am Rob Crane here with Chris Valente. Chris, we're doing this different. It's the morning and it is early. Morning, uh, it is yeah. early and um, this is different. I'm drinking coffee rather than us drinking whiskey sometimes here. Irish right? coffee. Well, uh, I don't know about you, but a little Irish coffee never hurt anybody. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> nice way to get the day started. Let's get this day off on the right foot as we uh, have coffee. I have a... Uh, baseball mug. I have a Mickey Mouse mug, so yeah, a little little different. It's the same-ish. True, and spe- they are tied to sports in some way, which we'll get to. <laughs> they both are tied to sports. That is called a foreshadow in the business. In the business. Are we in the business? I think we are. By the way, did you see I that tweet that I sent? think we've been doing this long enough. Sent? We're in the business. The, did you, you see the tweet that I sent it, with the Spotify followers that uh, was like, Whoop! Yeah, I've been I, I've been watching, reading a lot of research about like growth and podcasts, and it's it's amazing where we're ranked already, and then like the amount, and we we checked off all forty eight states. Well, there's more Montana. than forty eight states, Chris. No, continental United continents, States. There we go. So so we're only Con- missing uh, someone in Alaska hasn't listened to us, and someone in Hawaii hasn't listened to us. Is that right? C- correct. But Malaysia we got, but Hawaii we don't. So, but UK um, strong. UK is strong. Uh, Ireland is strong. The Canada, our friends in the north are strong. So, yeah, right. but we have all four, and, and uh, that means Alabama is still listening. So that's I'm too sorry. bad. That's too bad. You know, you can't have a perfect podcast. <laughs> we can try. <laughs> it's not going to work. I did feel good to get those off my chest the other day. Uh, we received. Plenty of feedback about that episode. I mean, anytime you can incorporate the KKK in sports, you've done a service that no one, I think, else has I'm ever not been sure able that, to accomplish. Uh, is in podcast. Uh, most podcasts have that. Um, you said something though that when you know, whenever we do this, and we thought like I don't know, I don't know how many people I thought would listen to this thing, uh, but it was less than what we've got, and it was less as quickly as it's happened. Right, I agree, with that. I, guess. I agree with that. Um, but then you say something like, I don't know, we're bigger than 40% of it, all podcasts and there's like billions or millions of podcasts out there? No, it's, we're in the we're in the 60% tile for listening to podcasts in the world. Right. So we're bigger than 60% of we're podcasts. We're bigger than 60% of podcasts. Yeah, we're in the top 40% of all podcasts in the for world. For two idiots, that's pretty good. Uh, at least one idiot. Again, again is well, we we can be lumped together. I think we've we've now done this long <laughs> enough that we are lumped together. Um, but yeah, no, I mean to do it this quickly again. Go follow us on social media because our boy Mike Scott's killing it. He's doing good. Go review this five stars only. If you do a four star, don't don't waste your time. 
uh, and leave a, leave a review. And then also send us an email, frontofficefeatures at gmail.com. Text or, call, text or call us. What's the number, Rob? Uh, 401-757-0404. Ask us some good questions, uh, and then we'll answer them. Right. Anyway, it's been going good. It's been going good. Um, all right. One thing I want to get to first, because I think a lot of our listeners are going through this. All right. Take me through this scenario, Chris. What would you do? You are... You have their dream internship. You're going into the spring semester of your college career. Pandemic hits and your uh, internship is canceled. What would I do? What would you do? Cry. Yeah, right. I'm with you. I'm with you. Like, I, I can't imagine if I, I don't know, I didn't have the Texans internship when I was in college. I mean, poof. What do you what do you do? I, like, I, yeah. I'm struggling to come up with a real answer, but there's thousands of uh, people going through this scenario. I feel like we need to address it. Yeah, no, I. First of all, I, I feel for you because that feeling it's it's almost like when I can I can attest it or equate it to in, in the sales world. You think you have a sale done and then it falls apart at the 23rd hour, right? Huh. You've, you've so had, like, you've got a couple of those. Yeah, just a few. We've all had those yep. in our career. So you 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 start planning your head of what it's going to be, and you've worked it all up, and you're calculating like what what's this going to look like when I get to this said location and start my career, and all of a sudden the rug's pulled out from underneath you for no fault of your own. And look, we've, we're pretty honest on this podcast. That sucks. There's no sugarcoating it. It sucks, and you, it's okay to feel sorry for yourself for the short term. And be like, oh, this this sucks. I worked all my, my life for this. This is why I went to school. I got my internship. I was about to start my career. I, I will tell you, there's in the immediate future, internships will be harder to come by. We've started seeing more pop up, right? Yep, I, we're seeing yep, job we've been postings. Uh, you can stay close to the folks that you're <clears throat> were supposed to do the internship with, but I, I will tell you this, and Rob can probably attest to this too, specifically if it's the minor leagues, people are struggling with their own issues. Yeah, right. So you kind of have to deal. And find that fine balance right now to not be pushy, but also very patient. And then also be opportunistic. And we've talked about this is going to all settle down at some point. We're, we're seeing great news the past couple of weeks about sports coming back. Opportunities will be there. They just might be not on the timetable you had played out in your head. I, I, I just, I feel really bad. <laughs> but I also want you to know it's not a you thing. It's we're all dealing with it. So at some point, it will all be better and it'll be like it never even happened. I also think, yeah, first and foremost, I feel you. Like, I, I, I just feel you. Secondly, I'll take you through a scenario that we're in, right? We've been talking here that we've been trying to get this restaurant off the ground and yada, yada, yada. And we sent a press release and we're going to we're on our way. If media night tonight, right? Media night? Media night's tonight. Media night's tonight. Um, and if, I'm trying to think through this. If someone came up to me that was in college right now and said, I can't, I, I want to have the experience and knowing that you don't have baseball, but knowing that you have these events, I just want to get in there and learn and start talking to people. And I understand that I can't be paid. I just want to do. I just want to get in and get the experience. 
you're ahead of everybody else. Yep. You're ahead of everybody else. And I have a feeling some team in some market would take you up on that offer, right? It might not be exactly what you were trying to do. I'm not you know, I, I had no ambition when I was starting this to start an on-field restaurant, but that's what we got to do, right? So I think that if you come in and say, screw it, I want to go and uh, take advantage of the opportunities that I've got. And my opportunities is uh, to be a free intern, a volunteer for a different team, whether they're minor league or major league or anything in between, any way that they're doing. At the end of the day, are you still getting similar experience right because we talk all the time not it's not it's some about what you do but it's a lot about who you interact with and how those people will do it you're telling me that if i can't someone came up to me and says rob i want to help you with this restaurant and tell me what to do that person isn't going to have a leg up on the next intern who's like oh, i'm sorry i need uh you know you were paying me 10 50 an hour i need i need 11 Right, you tell me that person who just did it for free, who was picking uh, up picnic tables and delivering food to people curbside, isn't going to have a, a leg up than the other person who was waiting for their normal internship. Well, the other thing too is what we talk about is what's your story. So when someone asks you, "Oh, your internship was canceled. What did you do?" and your response is, "Well, nothing. I waited it out." Versus went and bid proactive and did exactly what you just said. I'm gonna I'm gonna put someone out there in this in our, our podcast sphere right now who's doing kind of what you talked about and is dealing with the same situation. So Brian Krenzman, I love Brian the program. Uh, he he was supposed to have an internship this summer with the PGA. Yep. Uh, down at TPC Boston, and that's clearly uh, on hold or canceled for 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 sure. Uh, so he has been proactively trying to work with us to get something off the ground. He had a conversation with uh, our former front office features guest and my said boss, Sam Kennedy, the other day. So he's doing his job on terms of networking. But he's he will have something to tell people when they ask him for the next interview, well, what did you do during this time? And if it's like, well, yeah, no, I just hung out and played video games versus I created a program for a podcast. I created content. I networked with the president of the, the Red Sox. I did all this other stuff. You have a, a much more compelling answer than nothing. Right. Right. That is you just, if you have a blank stare, well, where do you go from there? So like, yes, it sucks. It's awful, but we talked about this all the time right now is the easiest way in terms of there's the, the walls to break through and create content and, and just, have some ability to to have a story are easier than they've ever been you have to do a little bit will go a long way i i'm with you i'm with you i i think that uh people need to take this as their opportunity uh and say nope i am going to show them what i'm about uh if i'm uh, willing to work this hard for free imagine if you give me a buck <laughs> i've also said like you and i have face adversity in our careers everyone has right it just typically doesn't come as your career is starting like that's that's unique yep. but it's almost like in a blessing in disguise for these folks to realize quickly as much as you think and plan out life in your head stuff happens and things get in the way and your plans get derailed and you have to adjust those plans 
learning that now versus learning that later on is almost going to be more beneficial because you'll know how to deal with adversity. You'll know how to deal with like struggling and coming back. And there's, there's Rufus. <laughs> so, as you hear the pitter patter, sure that's, that's, that's my English bulldog. Um, so, yeah, no, I think in terms of getting this out of the way early in your career and, 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 and challenging yourself on how you pick yourself up will 100% help you the next time this comes along because this will not be the last thing you face. It hopefully is the last pandemic you face. But it will not be the last challenge in your career you ever face. Yeah, uh, proverbial shit happens and shit's going to go wrong is going to happen again. It's going to happen to me. It's going to happen to you. It's going to happen to everybody else. And just need to, I'm hopeful that people will take this and say, they don't go, woe is me, I lost my great internship, and then they're drowning in sorrow, right? You probably should do that for a little bit. That's a grieving process, right? Absolutely. Uh, it's okay to feel sorry for yourself for a little bit. That's, that's okay. You don't. You're kind of. It's kind of weird if you don't. Like I, we talked about this early on. I felt bad for myself about the deals I had that I'm going to potentially lose or have reduced. That's okay. But then eventually you go like, okay, well, life goes on. What am I going to do to fix that? Yeah. Now you got to get to the point of, all right, now what? Right. The people who are able to get to the now, what am I going to do? Quit more quickly and have some substance behind that. They're going to be the ones in better off uh, scenarios, situations. Yeah, because we've talked. I mean, I, I think. I mean, someone posted on LinkedIn the other day, and 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 mentioned us that there will be opportunities, there will be vacancies. This is creating this. I mean, we're we're seeing furloughs, we're seeing layoffs, we're seeing pay cuts across our industry. Certain people will not come back. I can guarantee you that, and that will open up doors. And when this all is back to normal in the next couple months, knock on wood you will have opportunities to present yourself as the, the person who should fill those shoes. What are you going to say in those 25 half hour minute interviews? It better have something more than just like, well, I graduated and I lost my internship. So now I'm here applying for this. Yeah. I also think now I, I go back and I was too dumb to do this, but if I was coming out of college and I was questioning, should I get an MBA? Should I get, should I go to law school? Should I do something like that? I'm not going to lie. It's probably an easier yes now than it is if it was normal life. Do you agree? I do. So here's my thoughts on MBAs. I, I would, knowing what I know about our, our industry and knowing what I know about MBAs, even though I don't have one, I would much rather get my MBA after a few years of working. What? I feel like it would be more beneficial to be in those classes to actually have any semblance of understanding of how business works. Right. So I feel you, like I would get I feel like I would get more out of it. Right. Because like then you, if can you have no it? experience. Well, that and like just even while I'm there learning it, I would be able to equate it while I'm sitting there hearing them talk about something that I actually can relate it back to. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If I'm sitting there learning about a situation. That I've never ever experienced. An MBA is obviously very different than just a general undergrad. I feel like I'd want some real world experience to be able to apply that to my learnings while getting my MBA. Like I feel like I would do really well now going through an MBA class compared to when I was twenty three. I, I can I agree with that actually. I agree of the real life, you know, it's nice to have a real life application to it. But I also think too that, yeah, maybe, but, like, if I'm 22 years old and I'm like, okay, am I going to go out into the work sports world, right, specifically, and go, 
is that the cluster F that I want to get into right now? Or can I take another year or two, let the world get back on its feet, and I come out with an MBA and hopefully be able to extend my network, extend my uh, experiences through that? You know, I might lean, lean a little that way. Yes, these are these are different circumstances. Different, so totally. I, I think if that's if you if you feel like that's going to provide you value for long term, I would never tell anyone not to further edu- their their education. I will give you a, a quick dose of reality that that MBA at the entry level positions at your age that you'd probably be applying for isn't going to make or break whether we decide to hire you. It's just I agree likely not. And you're not going to get any more money because you're an MBA. <laughs> it's so like, at least early on, like that's just not, it's just not how this industry works. So you can have an MBA and you could have done really well and, and it will increase your network for sure. It's, it doesn't necessarily benefit you to the point of where you're applying for like a different profession in finance, accounting, et cetera, where like in sports, if you're applying for a, a ticket sales job, they're not going to be like, oh, you have an MBA. We're going to double your hourly rate. Like it's just. That just does, that just doesn't happen. Yeah, um, it, that does not happen. The one thing that and I feel like I'm advocating for something, but it's everyone's situation is different. One thing my father taught me. <laughs> it sounds like I'm advocating against going to get your MBA. Yeah, you, so like, and I, I but I'm, I'm not, not. I'm not. I'm just saying. Reality is, it's not gonna. It's not gonna guarantee you anything early on, other than furthering your education, which is great. But don't expect it to be the keys to being like, oh, okay, now I'm going to get whatever role I want because I went and got my MBA. Yeah, it's called good banter. Um, one of the things that oh, my... it's, it's okay to disagree. <laughs> Disagreement's good. Um, and I'm not even sure I disagree with you. But anyway, one of the things that my dad <laughs> Disagree said, with me, Rob. Disagree with me. I, <laughs> Shut we, the F we up, come Chris. On here, we have different opinions, we, damn it. No, we come on here to agree with each other because we, we told all day long at home we're wrong <laughs> yeah. so we come on here it's not untrue. we need someone to back us up and say no you're right yeah that's right you're right you're right yeah that's yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah. right um one of the things my father said is like you can never no one can ever take education away right like someone can fire you someone can you know uh take a deal away someone can do whatever but you'll always have the education right so you always will be able to put MBA or, you know, if you're able to go to law school and, uh, and do that, that seems way harder. Um, but it's something that you can never get taken away. And I, and I, I question, I'm not sure what decision I would come to. Like, man, eh, maybe that would be the right way because like it's a mess right now. I, I sometimes regret not getting my, my law degree. I agree. I, uh, that's, that's, I'm not smart enough to do it. Like, there's no way I would make it through. No, I've met enough. I've met lawyers. You're, you're definitely smart enough to do it. Uh, it it's just a matter of, I, I could never, I could never in my mind wrap my head around the investment for being able clear enough to what I would do with it. Now, having been in our business, do I think it would have helped me? Maybe. I don't, I don't know. Like, Absolutely I don't know if, if I have. How could it hurt? Uh, I don't know. It wouldn't hurt, but I don't know what my how my career would have been different because, like the con, like we in terms of the law that specifically, I'm talking about our two careers paths. Oh yeah, like, right. The, like in terms of our career paths and what I've dealt with in contract law, it's it it's it's not very complex on the sponsorship side of things. Like the biggest thing we ever deal with is the first time we've ever had to deal with it is this force majeure clause, right? Because very rarely yeah. is force majeure in, invoked, and for 2020, it's been invoked in every situation. So. I don't know. I don't know. MBA, I 
1000% know at this point in my career, it would 100% have benefited me to have uh, just because as you go through management and, and running a business and budgeting and all that stuff, I, I completely can see the value for what we have done, you and I specifically, not talking about anyone else, the value of an MBA. Yeah. I just, I just, I think I personally would have gotten more out of it if I was 28, 29, 30 while doing it. Having seen like four or five years now, again, we're, we're talking about pandemic situations and people are faced with. So if you can financially in your mind say this is worth it and you think this is a better alternative for the next year or two, I 1000% am behind you and going to do yeah, that. Go for it. The, I, I wish I could like, you said, would it help me? It's like I'd like to pick and choose, right? If you were talking about my the career paths that we've done, I would love to be like, an expert in contract law, right? Take that piece of your uh, law degree and put it over here. Uh, you know, take the finance piece of this accounting and budgeting and those types of things. Put that over there and combine those into, you know, whatever the hell that it is. Um, and, and, then, and then go from there. I don't know about you. The more I learn about a... I don't know. This is, I don't want to. Uh, what do you think of like sports MBAs or sports admin? Though one of our great sponsors was uh, San Diego State Sports MBA program. They have great sports MBA program. Do you think it needs to be sports focused? I think if you didn't, I, I think if you get your undergrad in sports management, you probably don't have a need to get a sports master's, would be my take. Unless you're planning on being a professor. If you had no undergrad in sports, then I think there could be significant value in doing that. But I, so even when I went to UMass, we weren't allowed as undergrads at UMass to go back to UMass to get our masters because they were like, you've already learned the, the material that we would teach the master's program. You need to go somewhere else. Huh. I didn't know that. So, yeah. So, I, if you have an undergrad in sports management, getting a master's in sports management, it, again, it's not going to hurt. But I don't know. Again, I didn't take a, I didn't take a master's program, so I'm kind of kind broad of, in your experience in general is what you're saying. Yeah, I, if you have an undergrad in sports management, I would go get an MBA. I wouldn't go get a master's in sports management personally. That would be my take. Now I'm sure people have, and I can again hear out why they did it. But that would be my take. So yeah, I, I wish I had my MBA. But I don't think I'd want my master's in sports management. I think uh, I, I agree. I think I we, we agree a lot. But I think that the uh, the MBA gives you kind of that more well-rounded thing. One hundred percent. Like I don't, I, I don't think personally I would have learned anything in a master's of sports management class that I haven't learned in sixteen years of being in the business. Right. I actually wonder that at the MBA program, like okay. Maybe the finance side of it, but like, all right, if I'm going to go into a marketing class, like, come on, man, I like, I've lived this stuff. Yeah, no, I, but I think an MBA goes deeper into the real, <laughs> real businesses outside of sports business, right? <laughs> so like, it, it teaches you, it does teach you way more of the finance and budgeting and, and, and all that. And, and also management, like, we in sports get thrown into management positions so early in our careers because of just the nature of the, like you usually in your twenties when you first get your manager's role, like that doesn't happen in most industries. Right. Yeah. So you kind of learn as you go and it would be nice to have a, 
a more broad understanding of probably management style and skills. And I, I think just even the way an MBA program dives into how a, other big brands have succeeded in work and hear that would be more beneficial to me than hearing about ticket sales. Like I, I don't know what I would learn in a master's of sports management class having worked in sports. Like I think it would be more beneficial to people who haven't, who may be in our industry, but also didn't have an undergrad. Like I just think it's redundant to go from undergrad to master's. Yeah, I can, I can get behind that. I can get behind that. Anyway, I think we covered that topic pretty good. What do you think? We did. So uh, I, I don't know if we gave you an answer. I don't think we gave you an answer, but hey, <laughs> we talked about it. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't tell anyone. All right, definitely. This is what it. you learn in sports. You just day. Hey, we just we just bullshitted for twenty four minutes, but it sounded like we said something. <laughs> right. We gave you a lot of volume. I'm not sure anything else. Um, there has been some sports stuff going on though, right? NHL. There, there has. Um, so, for all the crap the NHL always gets about being like behind the pack, they are the first major sport. Other than um, no, other than NASCAR, to come out with a plan to relaunch. Yeah, good for they're them. They're usually they're usually behind the eight balls, whatever. Went, but they are ahead of the curve. They beat the NBA to the punch. They announced a return at a fa- five, four, five phases. Twenty with 24, two conferences. They're just basically going to the playoffs with twenty four teams. Going straight to the playoffs, twenty four teams, which is different than the sixteen usual. Uh and they're they're going to do some kind of seeding and round robin to figure that all out. But kudos to the NHL. You think that they'll be able to save any of their dollars? Oh yeah, they're going to make TV money. TV money, but I'm saying like sponsorship dollars or uh, in, uh, in arena stuff. Nah, no, because there's only going to be they're only playing to two hub cities, so there's only going to be two buildings. So it's probably be NHL. They'll probably what they'll do is they'll give all the NHL partners like they do for the playoffs anyway. All right, so you give them all the, the dashboards and the in, yeah the nice stuff. So you lose all your inventory in the playoffs. That's like the TV visible signage. So the nice logos and the dashboards all become I think maybe except for like one or two locations, NHL partners. So that's why when you watch an NHL playoff game, the majority of all the dashers look exactly the same. Like Enterprise, what is it? New, uh, New Amsterdam, Vodka, <clears throat> I think Geico. Um, so that will probably be how they do it and because that's what happens with the playoffs anyway. So the sponsorship dollars. But the only good news for the NHL and the NBA is they they were able to secure the majority of their money because they played 90% of their season. Yeah, they were probably you know seven-eighths of the way done with the, with the year. We're in a little different situation in baseball, but the, the player that's why the negotiations are what they are. Like the players already made the majority of their money. The sponsors paid most of their money. Ticket sales made most of their money for those leagues. So it's easier to just go with this decision for the NHL. Uh, so yeah, the money that we're going to make is all be t- it'll all be TV. Interesting, interesting, interesting. I'll be anxious to see if it. Uh, uh, I don't have it in front of me. Do you know when the first kind of phase begins? Yeah, phase one's supposed to begin. Phase one is non-contact training in June, early June. Gotcha. Training camp, which is phase two, is July. Got it. And then and then phase three would be like end of July, early August to start the playoffs. It's crazy. Hockey in August. Do you remember the old Boston? Uh, I don't know if you were living here, but the old Boston Garden would be like they couldn't play basketball or. Because uh, the ice was sweating, the ice was sweating through, and I like they tried the uh, ice would turn to soup when uh, towards the end of. It's a real thing. Like they're gonna have to find the most northern coldest areas to play these games because, like, when the, even like a team in Florida makes it far in the playoffs in in May and June, 
they they struggle when it's 95 degrees outside to keep that ice like sometimes you see the fog like coming off yeah, the right? ice because it's so hot in the building but yeah no it's um it's good i mean look uh a front office features guest brian who's a hockey nut loves hockey brian is, yeah did disappointed because he's a purist and i had to have this debate with him i was like look it's either they did this or nothing and what do you want them to do like like if they canceled the season and didn't play they ever and then everyone else did that that's that's even worse but i think once it gets going and it's on tv like everyone usually agrees the best playoffs in all of sports is hockey like it's it's from an entertainment perspective like they just kill each other it's unbelievable this will be interesting cuz it's like different and there's no you fans you sound biased so though about what you just said it nonchalantly like no one could ever debate you of it, no it's i'm not even hockey's I, the greatest thing of all time i'm not even hockey's not my favorite sport but the their playoffs are by far the best playoffs for entertainment purposes. Like I can casually watch any playoff hockey game. And my favorite sport is by far baseball. There's some casual, like early round playoff baseball games. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not sitting here for four hours to watch this game. Like, no, I understand that. But like hoop uh, NBA playoffs are great at the end. The early rounds are terrible. Because there's no drama. Like, there's no chance the seven or eight seeds are winning. It's not happening. The NFL are, uh, you know, one and done, and that's, uh, like, everyone's glued to their TVs for those Saturdays and Sundays, a wild card Well, the viewership, yes, the viewership for NFL and the game because it's one and done, but the the intensity level for every game is not. Like, there isn't an NHL playoff hockey game where they don't go out and absolutely just throw their bodies to, like, into the wind, faces in pucks, bleeding everywhere, (laughs) stitching, like... Beards. Those guys... Yeah, playoff beards like the Stanley, and I still think the the coolest trophy in all of sports is the Stanley Cup. Yeah, I Cup. agree with that. I agree with that. The the, so, the Stanley Cup's the best. The um, Major League Baseball with all the flags is the worst. Uh, the NBA one's kind of boring too. But at least it like a, looks good. It's a bunch a of flags, back. things. I don't even. It just doesn't do it for me. Yeah, no, it's 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 an odd thing to hold up. Yeah, you're right. It's hard. You can't really kiss it either. Um, yeah, right. It's it's it's. <laughs> It's round, yeah. It's bulky. It's, yeah, it's it's weird. The only I think the only sport that probably sees such a dramatic increase in viewership as such would be the NHL. Like casual non-hockey fans will watch hockey playoffs, except for maybe like March Madness. Like no one watches. Like most people don't watch college basketball throughout the whole entire year. Like like yeah. glued to their TVs, and then all of a sudden March Madness shows up, and like yeah, you're dying. The whole so does that, that does that in- include your playoff uh, scenario? Is uh... March Madness because March Madness no is no 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 I'm talking about the four the four majors because yes yeah, so March Madness you I, I think you can equate to from a drama entertainment factor that is that is up there with NHL playoffs up there it's the thing no there's nothing I, I, better I st- than March Madness and I don't I probably watch seven minutes of a college basketball season regular season and then when March Madness comes that's all I care about yeah but. Th- I don't think winning the NCAA tournament is as big as winning the Stanley Cup. Uh, aren't we arguing different things? Aren't we talking about well, the quality of the games? Not well, the, well, the like the prestige of, the game, yeah. of whatever that we're winning? Yeah, I guess. But it's, I think from an entertainment explosion going from a regular season to a playoff, hockey playoffs. No effing such- way! For March no. Madness? No, I'm not talking about March Madness. I'm talking about the four majors. Oh, all right. I, already, I, I said thought, you can't. I thought put we were going to argue March Madness. 
No, March Ma- no March Madness is for all intents and purposes probably some of the best television you right. could okay. watch okay. during okay. the whole entire okay. year. Okay, we're on the same page there. You're not going to say that the NHL playoffs are better than March Madness. As a uh, there's no hockey. Uh, what, I, no, I'm not, no, as a hockey fan, yes, I will. What? What? There uh, doesn't matter if you're well because I can't. I I don't know. Any of the other than like when Zion's around in the league, like I don't know any college basketball players on like Davidson until they make the tournament, right? Like I have no affinity to those guys. Like it, the stories become cool, and as they grow, and they, they, I start watching the March Madness games. But like I know the hockey players. No, but the what didn't you just argue before that? Like oh, they're throwing their bodies around and they're bleeding and beards and all that. Oh yeah, no, the, the, Isn't that the March same Madness is thing. For- Yes, March Madness is at that same level of intensity, and I, I that's why I actually I love March Madness. The like the the college bowl game at the end, like I, I if I watch the national championship, I'm fine. Like I, I don't. I have agree. To watch I, the I fall uh, Yeah, it's it's fine. Tell me who won. But like I watch it, but I don't have to. Like March Madness, I'm like, no, I'm watching this. And also, of course, your bracket. And I mean, all the betting and well, bracket. Yes, that's the the best part of the whole thing. March Madness is the best one. I could, I could, uh, I could. Uh, Accept that. I can accept that. <laughs> I won't no accept. I won't one. accept. There's I can, no I right can answer. Accept what you're saying. I, I I won't accept that the NBA, NFL, or MLB playoffs are better than the NHL playoffs. That I won't accept. And that's a, as a fan of. I'd put. I would put my fandom, baseball, football, hockey, and then definitely down the rung basketball. I I would watch hockey playoffs. Over if I if you told me I had to watch every hockey playoff game or every MLB or every every NFL playoff game, I would 100 watch NHL playoff games. Even NFL ones. Yeah, I think I'd watch the NFL. There's some boring NFL playoff games. There's some boring hockey games too. You don't tell me that there's not a five to one hockey game. You think you make oh, it yeah, sound yeah, yeah, like yeah, every yeah. hockey game is three to two in Most double of them are in the playoffs. Most are in the playoffs. <laughs> like, uh, can we get some research on this? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it at that. We'll we'll move on. But anyway, speaking of NBA, yeah, uh, they're talking about playing at Disney and Vegas. Right. I I think that Adam Silver knows his sport better. Than, he he can move those pieces around better than anybody, in my opinion. Um, what it takes to I think he understands the sponsorship side of it. I think he understands in his league specifically. Stars matter most, right? The LeBrons matter most. Giannis matters most, right? So he needs the. I think he understands that he needs to make sure those folks are on board first for whatever that they do. Because if they don't have those guys, they got nothing. No, they are a star first league by far. Like social media, promoting their players. That's why they become so global is the using the star power and everyone who I, I did finish the last dance now. Um, you did finish the last dance. I did. Yeah, I did. I, I was I've been had gotten woken up a bunch of times in three thirty four o'clock in the past couple of weeks. And I would get up and watch three or four episodes and bang out the last dance really <laughs> early in the morning. Good. Uh, so, I mean, that's what started it all right. MJ made them global. It went from I think they said they said went from like 80 countries to 220 countries during the MJ era. But they've capitalized on that and used those players to build their brand. It's not necessarily about the name on the front for those guys. It's definitely more about the name on the back. Right. I uh, the Jordan documentary. Um, I was I watched it live every night, and uh, 
as we know, as all our listeners know on this podcast, we are both giant Pearl Jam fans. And they're going into the last montage of the last episode of the last everything. And they go and bang out Present Tense, Present tense. by yep. Pearl Jam. And I almost lost my freaking mind. I start singing the song. And my wife, like, knocks me in. She's like, shut up. I want to watch the rest of this thing as I'm trying to rock out to present tense. My in the pantheon of Pearl Jam songs, the, the whole catalog, that is in the top five songs for me. Going into it. It's a, live or just in general? Just in general. I love that song. And that was a... 16 years in the making because he was at the United Center if you saw that story where he brought up MJ and that's why he played that song the way they connected that together was unbelievable it was a perfect song to end it perfect that uh, that whole um, uh, soundtrack is amazing there's some oh yeah yeah bangers on that they, that might that could win a Grammy <laughs> there's some 90s 90s rap 90s oh, rock it was it's, so it's, good it was, the best. it was so good it was like my childhood all in one freaking soundtrack it was we'll awesome. dissect the last dance next 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 week we'll talk about we'll go more in depth because I'd, I'd love to hear your take on it I but i know we get we we actually before we get too far into this we have to go to work yeah i, I gotta go to work it is early um you have to open a restaurant i gotta open we gotta open a restaurant i got we got a million things going on but uh all right um i gotta go to we gotta go to work chris because it's early so uh, i think we gotta yes. wrap this up though i feel like this could have been one Maybe of the ones where you could have yeah. talked for an hour and a half we could have, but we're, let's go have some breakfast, some more Irish coffee, and then go bang out some sponsorships. I think that's a good idea. I'll talk to you later. Later. <laughs>